this is just like the last, I don't know, eight or so people. people. Tim, it's just Tim. I just read them. He picks them. I don't do much of anything for preparation and, for this podcast. I sit, I read. And you have I, really important things to do. When, yes. I, when I interrupted you earlier, you were shuffling papers, shuffling papers on your desk. <laughs> like this. And I was like, you don't got to pretend, man. Just go Those, back to watching your hunting hey, videos listen, if you want. That, those papers were about a big thing in my life coming up. We're going to, this is a tease. He's adopting a cat. It, no, for, oh. let's see, it's the 17th on the, after the 30th of November, I'll be able to talk about it. But big, wow, big news. Embargo. Yep. Big news in our household. Doing something on my own. I'm getting big. I'm a big boy. <laughs> I'm getting big. <laughs> Not as in fat. I'm just getting as a big boy, like responsibilities of just me. This segment of DOD TV is brought to you by Leopold, American to the core. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. If you're counting, this is episode number 236. We can't count that high. You're Tim Chelswick. You're Matt Drury. And this is 100% Wild, brought to you by DeerCast, and your eye is still twitching. Yeah, it's a lot of late nights. And I'm still waking up early. I don't know why. Like, I was up at 4 o'clock this morning. I get my workout done by 5. Huh. Made the kids French toast. Okay. I mean. Let's not oh, you talk don't. about peeing an overachiever. <laughs> I, I did my taxes ahead of time. milk. <laughs> really? You poured it for them? No, milked the cow. Oh, geez. Yeah, I got up real early. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a cow, right? Not a bull? Yeah. Okay. Okay, what are we going to cover this week? <laughs> we got no guests. Ah, that's why it started it's, out this way. It's just, it's just you and me. But we've got some adventures from the field to talk about. Did we just become best friends? Yep, pretty much. You have had success and failure. Failure, yeah. So um, just had failure. So so <laughs> that's a tease. Let's talk. Let's let's shout out our incoming. 100% wild rack pack. I saw somebody numbers. getting pretty chippy about it in the rack pack. Uh, yeah, it, it was like, it was on yesterday. It was, was like a street fight in He there. was tagging you. Man. He If he would have been in front of you, it would have been a finger in the chest kind of a conversation. What's what's happening in there, and I like it. They're getting emboldened. Meaningless arguments. <laughs> yes. I love that kind of stuff. And yeah. they're trying to set up like a team Matt and a team Tim. Mm. What people don't know is there's no daylight between you and I. After this show, we <laughs> hug. Mm. I shouldn't have said that, but it's true. <laughs> no, it's all good. I lo- I like the team Matt, team uh, Matt. <laughs> oh, team Matt, team Tim. Also, there's a Tim. <laughs> For there to be a team Matt, there has to be a team Tim. True. Yin it's like yang. team Mad Dog, team T-Bird. Exactly. It's mostly just Mad Dog, little bit T-Bird. <laughs> I don't know which one this is. So wh- what I have to remind myself is like when people listen to the show, and this happens to me like shows I listen to you feel like you know these people personally and so like that getting to know you phase is almost not there because you just launch in with uh, I know these guys like very familiar with them I see and, and our rack packers are very familiar with us well there's at least a couple hundred people out there that are out of their mind almost 450 now look at us it's crazy if we can get to a thousand then we got a thousand. <laughs> I was waiting for the payoff. It's still <laughs> not many people. Gonna, <laughs> in the scheme of things, no, it's not. Um, but we've got some people that really want shout outs. And we will not shout out people. We will not be bullied into L- shout outs. Lil Curtis, is he in there? 
He is in there. <laughs> I saw him talking trash on the old yeah. Instagrams, tagging us. Well, he said that they were in the episode five. I think they had Perry on uh, the working class on Deercast. Yeah, and uh, and they made a reference to Perry being kind of the end of the line for the Mark Drury Deer Camp interviews. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Next up is Tim and Matt. I skipped right over Terry and Forrest, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Who are those guys? (laughs) But yeah, uh, Dusty Hall and Aaron Merrill were talking about getting shout outs in there. Aaron is one of our DeerCast contributors. Aaron's the greatest. And she completed her, I think it's like, they call it the Grand Slam in Maine if you kill a bear, a moose. She killed a a big old moose this year. And then a guy in flannel. (laughs) (laughs) Or a whitetail. One of the two. I'm not from Maine. That's a joke, people. I, <laughs> don't go shooting people in flannel. <laughs> but yeah, she she got the Grand Slam out there, so she is she's legit. Legit. She's a great writer. She's an awesome asset to have in DeerCast. Mm-hmm. Great follow. Yep. Uh, some cup of coffee. And a strong cup of coffee. Strong cup of coffee. But you and I are not coffee drinkers. No. Water. Yep. Drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. How do you think I get this physique? <laughs> Is that what they call it? All those chiseled edges? <laughs> Easy, fella. I've had personal issues. <laughs> I'm big boned. <laughs> I got the husky thing when I was a kid. Yeah. Husky just means you're an overall. It's just a nice way of saying that. Hey, you don't say that. <laughs> Y'all don't say that. <laughs> I can't find it. Oh, but y'all don't say that. <laughs> so the way we do shout outs, the way I do shout outs, is I will just go in there and I will grab a scoop of the newer Rack Pack members. Okay. I'm not going through and selecting people by height or socioeconomic status. Okay. Although I've thought about it. All right. This is just like... The last, I don't know, eight or so people. People, Tim, it's just Tim. I just read them. He picks them. I don't do much of anything for preparation for this podcast. I sit, I read. You have really important things to do. When I I interrupted you earlier, you were shuffling papers papers on your desk. (laughs) Like this. I was like, you don't got to pretend, man. Just go back to watching your hunt videos if you want. those papers were about a big thing in my life coming up. We're going to, this is a tease. He's adopting a cat. It, no, for, oh. let's see, it's the 17th on the, after the 30th of November, I'll be able to talk about it. But big, wow, big news. Embargo. Yep. Big news in our household. Doing something on my own. I'm getting big. I'm a big boy. <laughs> I'm getting big. <laughs> Not as in fat. I'm just getting as a big boy, like responsibilities of just me. Yeah. And my wife. And that's. The most bizarre way I've heard something <laughs> described. Gonna be a big boy. I'm gonna be big. I'm getting bigger right now. It's like a Trump. Here we go. Right. It'll be huge. It's be huge. Hold on. I got huge. You just said a lot of words. I'm still not sure what's happening That's right the now. Point. It it's was a, a tease. tease. It's a deep tease Jinx. coming up. All right. So stay tuned. So, so uh, and, and as always, for a little bit of whimsy. One of these names is not a real name. Mm. You can guess. I already see it. Which one is not real? Tyler Black. All right. <laughs> Caden Greck, uh, Eli Hurst, Andrew Chetney, Chetney, Kenny Albert, like the baseball player or the announcer? No. Yeah. That's Marv Albert. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure he's got a son named Kenny. <laughs> There's a Kenny Albert out there somewhere. Well, he's right here. <laughs> Chris Stickles, Tyler Black, and Lord Drinkwater the Third. Nope. <laughs> Try it again. Lord. Dr- uh. 
<laughs> Lord Dinkwater the third. If this is a real individual, we want to make sure we strive for excellence in I can't read. Hold on. No. I can't read. <laughs> All right. So the fake name was, of course, Kenny Albert. <laughs> My bad. Yep. And then uh, I'm looking it up. I'm googling it right now. Right. There's a freaking you do some research. Kenny Albert. I and know I'll there keep is. the show rolling ahead. Jake mm -hmm. Jake Byler on Deercast regarding the twitching eye of Deer season episode, which is last week's. Episode. I was right, dude. Kenny Albert is an American sportscaster, the son of legendary NBA wow. sportscaster Marv Albert. Don't act surprised. Just be like, see Tim. See Tim. Should have listened. I'm shocked <laughs> at, at even myself. <laughs> well, it's crazy because I came up with that as a fake name. Kenny Albert. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think the real guy listens? I don't think so. I don't know. I'm wondering what Lord Dinkwater III is thinking about right now. Drink water. Tim. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Anyway, Jake <sighs> Byler oh, chimed oh, in on, uh, on DeerCast. He said, oh, it was on the twitching eye of deer season. Who came up with the name of that episode? It's hard. To, was it Matt? It's hard to know. It was me. Producer Matt. It, it was, was you. Yeah. That's a good one. I mean. Yeah. Like a hurricane. Usually your riding skills are just so-so, but this time you were, mm -hmm. you had your eye on the target. Hey. <laughs> That's good. You should think about writing. You are talking. Dead eye on this topic. <laughs> and here start the eye jokes. <laughs> I did find in some research on the internet that caffeine can. You drink water, Tim. This is not water. This is like one of those squirty flavor things. I squirt there's, a little less into no, it. There's no caffeine in it. Hold on. That's what she said. <laughs> Lord Dinkwater brand uh, water flavorings. I just got a I just got a notification that Jury Outdoors mentioned me in their story. That happens so very little. Huh. I'm gonna have to check that out and see what I it's about. I think it's a rundown of top ten failures from this season. Sorry about the audio. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Hey, it's me. Oh, it's about Stanley. Hey, check it out. <laughs> Trigger action mug. Hey, you know I, what? I've been using the crap out of mine. And then so. Forrest and Terry stole it. it was Jackasses. Yeah. I told them they were going to get their own, but they have not yet. So they took really? mine. Yeah. Oh. But listen, our directions were <laughs> leave on picnic table. So I mean, could have gone anywhere. Who knows? Someone <laughs> driving by, think it's a garage sale happening. <laughs> I put Campbell's Chunky Soup in my um, Bottomland Trigger Action mug on Friday. Did you trigger it like the chunks come to out of that trigger broth <laughs> yes once i got through the broth then i cracked it open and i drank all Slid the litter on down the that goodies <laughs> where else are you gonna put it that's what she said <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on. <laughs> poor jake byler he's been waiting for us to get to his comment here he said well this show is more of a bring your fart show i didn't even know that was coming up but hey sometimes you have to have a little humor to go through a grinding season right good luck to you both this weekend as missouri firearm season kicks off well guess what jake i didn't have any luck this weekend and i had bad luck uh let's start with your luck and then we'll move on to my luck you had good and bad luck so. yeah it was a mixed bag a little bit of redemption but this the safe buck showed up i, I took friday off and i went i packed a lunch like i was gonna sit all day Seven fifteen, a doe comes into the plot and i'm mm. like oh plot thickens mm, it did indeed and so i start filming her but as i'm filming her i'm recognizing something is off with the picture on the camera it's too dark Seven fifteen. it's still like early but there's plenty of light to shoot. 
she, and I, I film her just the same. She feeds through. I take the camera down off the mount and I start toying around with it. It's flashing ND116. Now I know that means neutral density filter. It's like a polarizing lens. It goes down inside the camera to lower the brightness. You know this because you're in mass All media. I know is that when it's blinking that, you move the button to the directions that it tells you to move it to. That's what I know. Yeah, I wasn't getting that that information. It was just flashing ND116 and shooting everything really dark. Yeah. So I'm holding the camera, farting around with it, and then I hear some movement behind me because I'm standing facing the tree, and I crane my head over my my shoulder here, and it's the safe buck standing at like 28, 30 yards. Why didn't you say you owl your head? Dead silent. I didn't go 360. Oh, okay. So- I'm I'm dying inside. Mm. I slowly and and my my tree stand is right on the plot. A lot of the foliage is like the leaves that fall off the tree. There's not a whole lot of cover, and I slowly start putting the camera back onto the arm, snap into position. I'm record. I press record. I mean, did that not make noise? It made a little bit of noise, and I'm sure it was dead quiet. Yep. Yeah. And he <laughs> continued to come, and I was good job. I was. Like, this is a miracle that he has not stopped moving my direction. So, <clears throat> camera's rolling. I start turning to get my bow, tap the ca- the Tacticam button, so it's rolling. I come back around. He continues to walk. My He's getting closer. And he steps behind a tree. I come to full draw. And he's con- he's he holds up, like, halfway obscured by a tree. So I'm now full draw. I got my pin on this deer I've been chasing for two years, and I just cannot believe it. Camera's rolling, and I'm on him, but he's still half obscured by the tree. Probably, probably three, probably three quarters away exposed by the tree. Um, Your math isn't adding up. Hold on, I think I have a sound half for this. Three quarters. Sixty percent of the time, it works. Sixty percent, he was covered up. Okay, but I thought. Like I could feel myself convincing myself I can I can sneak this past the tree and I can hit him. I know the matrix. And I can make this arrow to a curve. <laughs> I, I wish I could have. It was the stupidest thing. He was about to step out into an opening. He was I just needed to wait. Tim, Tim, Tim. And I could feel like the target panic and the <clears throat> like psychological build of you can I you just I put can a good do anything. Hit. I'm Tim good, Chelsvik. That's exactly what I was thinking. Look at me. I'm an, I'm a I'm a friggin' Freak example exactly. Well, and Anyways. the arrow glances off the tree trunk. Clean miss. The deer kind of hops into the wood line and just kind of looks around and then continues to like kind of follow the path that the doe took. Never to be seen he, again. He didn't. He didn't. He's startled. I don't. I, I don't I'm think sure he, he was. spooked. But he didn't. St- it was because I saw him. He was <laughs> first. I hear a metallic, a metallic clang earlier in the season over here. Yeah. He just continued to follow the doe around. I saw it like the closest he got was forty yards, but it's so thick back in there. So he was still more concerned about the doe. But I could have died. Like. Oh yeah. Uh, it's. The safe it's, buck. It's incredible. <laughs> it really again. lives up to his name. I need to rename him like <laughs> my buck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something that's a little more definitive. Uh, Tim's mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that. 
Dude, when I said that to you last year, never in a million years would I have thought. He's got a force field around him. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> you we did got this soundbite from like uh, from Ricky Bobby, <laughs> Talladega Nights. Put this like, evil on me. Put this evil on. Don't you put that evil <laughs> yes. on me, Ricky Bobby? I'd hit it right oh, now if I had it. It was so crazy to see him so close, <clears throat> and the whole time I'm thinking, this this could this could happen. I, when you sent me that, we were messaging back and forth on Instagram. You were telling me about it, and I that instant thought I had was our podcast where you were talking about the saddle deer you killed where it's like, this is happening. This is going to happen. And I said, I'm a big boy. I thought instantly about that was probably running through your head. Like this is going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like, this is, I mean, it's, it's a done deal. Oh, uh, but I, I it, hate it for you, man. Just really. a reminder. There's no, there's never, there's no such thing as a chip shot in deer hunting. Never. I prefer not to have the reminder. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same here. Uh, I mean, it was early. I could have like had tons of tons of light for tracking and pictures, and I could use my bow tag. Hell, right you before were the already grilling his back. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. You get so far ahead of yourself, and then you get. But it's like psychologically, it's good. I think to get humbled every now and again because you get a little too big for your britches. I know that feeling, and uh, <laughs> yeah, but it it's tough. Like it it wears on you, and yeah. all all weekend I kept playing that over and over in my head. I watched the footage. I was like, I just got to get comfortable with it. This is what <clears throat> happened. Lesson learned. A great reminder. I got to move on. I can't can't dwell on it. So now I can laugh about it. <laughs> Friday <laughs> afternoon, I was like, I need I need ulcer medication. I can't I wanna give up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you you really feel like I don't I don't deserve this buck. I don't deserve to kill him. I think I may quit deer hunting. May renounce my citizenship. Just keep working on deer cast for me. Okay. <laughs> don't do don't do anything. <laughs> don't do anything rash. I'll, I'll be like a conscientious uh, observer. No. No. I know what you mean. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Mm. Moving on. Both of us can't think of a word. <laughs> We're professionals. Yes. So you're still. I mean, you've you punched a tag. Like you've killed you've killed a deer I don't this even season. Count that though, because I'm curious <laughs> about that. Yeah. Talk about why. I, it's a weird feeling, but that. Going out to Kansas and having success so early, I mean, that was in late September. I counted that tag as a bonus almost because I'd never been there, didn't know what to expect. Yeah. You know, uh, if we killed, great. If we didn't, oh, well, wasn't going to affect my Missouri season or Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, Experiment. We killed. So Scott and I just were talking about this uh, Sunday. It's like, all right, we're off and running early. This is going to be the best year. Scott's going to kill. I'm going to kill. We're going to, I got four so more many tags. Ah, oh, man. <clears throat> Look at us go. I'm the next Mark. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. Here we are, mid-November. Dude. Well, little did I know. I mean, the deer that the landowner killed while yeah. I was in Kansas, that, that too made us think like, this new lease is going to be awesome. Here he kills this giant early September and, you know, daylight walking and we have counted it up we've hunted there 18 times several full day hunts you guys alone just you and scott just scott and i wow aaron has hunted it probably three times maybe four doug hunted it once twice he three times he hunted with us that was more of an mri he Mm -hmm. hunted once with aaron and then he hunted the night he killed and he killed on September 22nd or something like that. So yeah. to give you an idea. So anyway, so 
I just thought this season's going to be awesome. We're going to kill early in Missouri. We'll get Scott a deer. We'll go over to Illinois. You know, it's going to kill and train. It's going to be go. awesome. And <clears throat> my season has just sucked. There's no way around it. We've sat there 18 times in the, on the new lease and have maybe had two decent encounters. <sighs> and when I say decent, I'm saying like we saw shooters. Three, sorry. And mm-hmm. that, that's, and, and I'm saying like not within bow range. One of them, was a four-year-old that we passed that that mm-hmm. was a shooter you know he'll be a stud next year i mean so so that's on me but he shouldn't have been shot he needed to be passed so it was the right decision so yeah. we saw a mature buck in that instance but i'm looking for a five-year-old or older you know realistically and uh it's just not happening we saw one once we saw another one another time but he was busted up and he was out in gun range he wasn't even in bow range and so was the first one well so we have had enough. So I was like, you know what? Dad's begging me to come up to the farm for opening weekend of the firearm season, Missouri. And it's such a fun tradition. Yeah. I didn't do it last year. It's, it's, it's been a couple of years actually. Now that I think about it because he had EHD hit and it's just like, you know what? The farm's in good shape. Let's go up there. You never know. Uh, Yapper, dad's good friend. He was going to be there. Sure. Force is there, you know? And, and it's like, let's get a change of scenery. And so Aaron's, uh, Aaron was like, I'm going to hunt the new lease for the weekend. I said, Hey, absolutely. I was helping him. Here's the pictures we're getting. Here's where they're at. You know, mm-hmm. we're communicating and, and, you know, so he was keeping me posted his Saturday sounded like it just sucked. And, you know, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we know how that goes. And, you Been know, there, done that, exactly. Son. And we had, we had a fantastic, I mean, we got there in enough time to hunt Friday night with our bow. Uh-huh. Had it, you know, so 15, 20 deer, you know, we got in at like four o'clock. We barely, you know, got in late and instantly saw deer, Cool, you know, uh, saw a, a three and a half year old chasing a doe all mm-hmm. over the place. It was cool. And then Saturday, there were two deer that were on the no shoot list mm-hmm. that were five and a half that yeah. were big deer and two of them were on the no shoot list. And I, I got no problem with that. I mean, it. I'm just happy to be there. Right. And uh, well, just out of curiosity, what would Terry do if you shot one of those? He'd be happy for me. Okay. Yeah. And I'll go full circle with this story because he's invited me back. And so the the first day of gun season, we see one of the two deer we're not supposed to shoot. 150, you know, 150, 160 yards. He's chasing bucks out. I mean, it was like buck parade. Scott was saying, Scott showed like, me some of the footage <clears throat> deer running yeah. everywhere. And it was, I mean, it was awesome. I passed a really good, um, I think five and a half year old eight. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a fantastic buck, but I was after a specific, he had two or three deer. He wanted me to kind of hone in on. Okay. And, uh, so anyways, we saw the big buck passed him. No problem. I didn't even think twice about it. You know, it was, I was, I was going to shoot you know, whatever it was over there. And I said, Scott, you keep looking over there and, and I'm going to get the cameras on gun ready, you know, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And he's like, Oh, it's, you know, it's so-and-so. And it's like, Oh, wah, wah. So I put down the gun yeah. and, you know, and it was just observing, which is sure. cool. Next day, the other deer we're not supposed to shoot. We saw him <laughs> and I'm like, crap, man. Like what the heck is going on here? And he's a giant, you know, and, and really I'm saying it would be one of my top, two or three deer ever killed, oh you know, that kind of big. Yeah. And so was the first one. And it's like, okay, whatever, <laughs> no big deal. So <clears throat> we didn't end up killing anything. 
and we were down in kind of a whole Sunday afternoons hunt. And mm-hmm. so we didn't have any service. We come up out and my phone's just, you know, like I had like 20 something messages when I got up into service. Yeah. And some of it was, you know, Terry over where he was sitting. Some of it was Mark and his crew had some luck and, you know, it was being caught up to date. But one of it was Aaron. He's just like, I just uh, crushed squiggles. Squiggles is the one of like two or three deer we're chasing over the new lease. And, um, you know, trying to get, you know, where were you sitting? What were you doing? And right where you told me boss. Exactly. And and, uh, he, he said that he came out from the spot we go in to hang to, to hunt a set that we hung. Yeah. And he shot him. And he went right back in and died right in front of our trees. Good spot. <laughs> yeah. It's, we felt like he was in there because of all the sign or whatever. And we sure. had, well, one morning, I think we talked about on the podcast, we walked in and this deer, I got tra- trail cam pictures. He had walked in right before us, maybe an hour or whatever. Yeah. It was that deer. He, that was his area. Well, they don't come out. They're so nocturnal. They'd never come out in, in daylight. Well, a doe popped. You look at Aaron's footage and deer cast on, He's on the kill. He's dogging that doe. Yeah. She popped out he's following her she moved into the timber he ran her back out and then he gets a you know quick bite to eat and Aaron crushed him I mean hell of a shot died you know 50 yards whatever it was and sure soul squiggles is down there's one less shooter now well so positive Matt is saying you know what hey maybe maybe this is gonna allow the really big deer to come back in because we felt like this deer that Aaron killed was a, mm-hmm. a bully. He was okay. a hundred. He went one forty as an eight, but he, I mean, just real framey, cool deer, deer yeah, yeah, and, and big bodied. And we kept feeling like he was a bully. So I was like, hey, awesome. Maybe the other deer we're after is gonna come back. And then that's when the landowner texted us, literally right in that same thread, and he's like, hey, you know, bad news. Uh, the deer we're chasing, he showed up 1.85 miles away from us. He's over the neighbors, you know, on the very far end of their property. They got a picture of him t- tonight or whatever. I'm like, son of a gun. Like this. So I went from, you know, two or three good shooters to there's maybe one deer on that piece right now that I'd shoot. Yeah. And uh, you never know what could show up. That's kind of the beauty of it. Right. Yeah. It's kind of fun. One deer vacates. You never know what might come in and take the hierarchy of the social structure there. Sure. So that's where we're keeping our fingers crossed. So in the meantime, we have switched gears and and uh, we're going to focus back on the old lease. And mm-hmm. there's a good deer there. And there's a couple, a couple decent bucks there, actually. And so uh, I can't go tonight, can't go tomorrow night. So Scott's going to head up. And I think Alan's going with him. And we're going to yeah. try to get him on a, on a buck or, or two. So <clears throat> my season, that's where we're at right now. Tough. And to make it worse. So, so... Sunday night, my wife's like, yeah, well, as I'm driving home, she's like, something's not right with Lola. She's feeling sick. Can you stay at home with her tomorrow? I'm like, that's fine on me. I got no, I got no tear to chase. I got nothing. My life is in shape. <laughs> I'll find meaning yeah. in parenting. Yeah. So, um, so I wake up, Saturday, uh, I wake up Monday morning and I got the stomach flu <laughs> and, uh, so I'm watching Lola, but Poor dad is not doing a great job of it. She's watching me. I'm in the bathroom, honey. <laughs> Just let me be. Yeah. So <laughs> that was Monday and Tuesday. And then uh, Tuesday, I was getting a new Cabela smoker delivered. Uh-huh. So I went to the garage to make room for it. I look at the deep freezer 
And where the drain plug is at the bottom of the freezer, yeah, I see like a dried, like kind of a pool, like a brownish pool. And I'm like, oh no. So I open it up and it's totally thawed. Oh. Like the ice and all that stuff's totally thawed. And there's big, you know, three inches of blood water Great. at the bottom of it. And I'm like, Animal son suit. of a gun. So spend the whole time. We, we, most of my deer, deer meat's been gone. It's I'm out and yeah. since I haven't killed anything this year. I donated the first one thinking I'm going to kill tons of deer yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. Think again. Yeah. So, uh, so most of it was in what, what I had left was in overly dog. So uh-huh. it's prepackaged. It's, it's, it's deer meat. It's a deer dog, you know, yeah. so it's prepackaged and all that stuff. And it was still cold, <clears throat> cold, not, it was just thawed. Mm-hmm. So start giving that to people. We keep, you know, we clean it off and all that stuff. And I unplugged the freezer, you know, clean it off, throw away. We had some beef in there, some cuts of beef because we buy a, a, quarter of a beef, you know, every so often. And anyway, so I had to throw that stuff away, which is totally just like a kick in the pants. Yeah. And then to make everything worse, Cameron (laughs) did a fundraiser like two months ago for school and it was like cookie dough and, and pumpkin rolls and cheesecakes and all things that have to be kept frozen. It came in yesterday and <laughs> had to be picked up between four and six. So my wife goes to get it. It's his first ever fundraiser he did. And he was yeah, like yeah. real gung ho. He sold like $800 worth of this stuff. Let's go get her. So my wife comes home with a, sorry, a <laughs> trunk of, I'm telling you like a did trunk. Did she know the deep freeze was? Yeah. Okay. And uh, so I'm like, all right, we got to deliver this stuff now. Go, go, go. So we organized it all and we're sending the kid that running through the neighborhood and hardly anybody was home. Uh, Nobody's home. So I'm like finding places to try to yeah, put yeah. it and <sighs> we, we, we did it. <laughs> it's like the Great. worst timing. Yeah. You had like a week full of brown fluids mm. well, in your well deep put. freeze and <laughs> other deep other, areas, other, other places. That's tough. Yeah. Good part was a uh, half glass, half full. I lost like six, eight pounds. <laughs> you look great. I'm back down to uh, summer weight. <laughs> that stubborn belly fat. It's gone. <laughs> back down to that summer weight. Jeez. Now let's start working out again. You just did a cleanse. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So a bacterial eat. That was a, probably all too too much information. <laughs> right. People are tuning out. Surprised we haven't any fart noises. Oh. Good job. I think I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry to anyone that's trying to eat lunch while they're listening to this show. Yeah, that's that's incredible. So back at it for deer season. Now, so on the successful side of things, let's hear about you you got your good friend. Melissa, Melissa, she's hunted for 20 years and she's tried hunting public land and she's tried some private land hunting. And like they, this may be out of line, but isn't her husband a, an, an outfitter? <laughs> it's like when you are the wife of a contractor, everyone else gets their house oh, okay. worked on. But like when you think about inventory, you get what's left over or nothing. Nothing in this so, case. So like- it's not for lack of effort. She's tried hunting for years and it, it's crazy. I mean, she would go out when she was a teenager and she just, she really wants, she tried turkey hunting, deer hunting. She wants to, she really wants to be a hunter, wants to kill something and just has not been able to do it over all these years. Um, 
and, and it is hard, like, you know, for a good chunk of that time, she was single. And so you think about like a single woman trying to figure out like the camo I need to buy, the weapons I need to buy, how do I access like a range? Where do I go? That's relatively safe. That I don't have to worry about other people. And she's had her decoy shot out from underneath her really? turkey hunting. Yeah. Just a lot of, Scary. yeah. Yeah. Public land in the Ozarks can be a little bit of a sketchy, uh, proposition. Um, but, uh, but, and, and so like, I knew that I had some bucks around locally here and I was like, if you want to come up and try to try to kill one with the crossbow, feel free to come on up. And it doesn't take away any inventory from their, from their, their guiding. Yeah. Yeah. From, from the people that are paying for these deer. Yeah. Um, and so, so she came up and she just like, she killed, like, I'll get to the point. She killed. She didn't bring a cooler because she would just. I never kill anything. Yeah. She was just expecting more of the same. Um, so we, we, I, I did some scouting on Saturday. I didn't, my scrapes had gone cold and that's just what kind of happens this time of year. Leaves yeah. were covering them. They, they'd gone cold. Pictures weren't showing up. So I did a lot of hiking and I found like some more hot scrapes and I actually found, saw some bucks chasing does midday. And, uh, so I popped up a blind and that was a Saturday. She was coming up Sunday night and then going to hunt Monday morning. Um, and, uh, it's in this, like, it's almost like a bowl. It's, it's in the back of a holler and it's, the wind is always really weird, but in the morning you can kind of count on the thermals to kind of pull mm-hmm. up. And so I went to the back of this bowl, popped up the blind and you've got a great view of kind of straight down the holler. You see everything that kind of crosses and, it, and we were set up on a point where the deer tend to cross. It was a muddy little trail. No one hikes back there because this is in like it's West County, St. Louis. So you got hikers in Greensfelder yeah. County Park nearby. Um, so there's definitely intrusion happening, but there were some hot scrapes and there were some rubs there. And I'd seen some deer when I was out walking on Saturday, popped up a blind and we got in, I don't know, around six o'clock and saw a couple does passing through out of, out of range. And she was only going to shoot a buck. She, she's killed a doe before. She really wanted to kill a whitetail buck. Um, and about, I guess it was maybe seven thirty, eight o'clock. And she had never killed a buck before. She's never killed okay. a whitetail buck. Yeah. Um, she was like, damn, there's a buck. There's a buck. And it's, it's just, it's always amazing to me how everything just goes from zero to 60. There's very rarely Hair on fire. <laughs> yeah. There's very rarely any in between zone. And this deer showed up because I really thought they'd come from the bucks would come from the East. I, a bunch of does bed off to the West. And sure enough, he pops up down this, this trail that I kind of seen on this hillside. And, um, it's probably two and a half year old six pointer, but I could see like, that's a rack buck. And that would make a great first buck. Yeah. And, uh, and the wind was kind of changing a little bit at that point. And we crushed all of our stuff, used nose jammer. And, uh, and so like he could kind of tell something was up and he was coming towards us and he held up at kind of 50 and then walked in a little bit closer, got down to 40 and you turning all the cameras on and everything. I'm like, Oh Jesus, this, this could really happen. And, and, um, and she's like, should I shoot? Should I? And I was like, no, we, you know, we need to get the, I had had the, uh, the HHA platform on the, uh, on the mission crossbow mm-hmm. set up to like 25 yards. Like, no, we gotta, we gotta dial in the yardage and everything on it. And that thing is shooting tax. Like it, I checked it the day before it was really shooting well. Um, so the deer kind of holds up at 40 some yards is not quite sure he wants to commit to the trail. And I can tell he's starting, he's thinking about walking away. Mm-hmm. He's hard quartering away, like really hard yeah. quartering away. And this is in deer cast. You can go watch it. The, the whole hunt's in there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and she's like, should I shoot? And I was like, yeah, you go ahead and shoot. And 
she takes the shot and to my naked eye, I thought she missed. I thought she missed too. So did you give her any, like, did you say, Hey, you know, since he's quartering hard away, you know, aim back rib or I, I, I wish I would have like in, in the moment it was so quiet in there and, yeah. and he was already so skittish. Yeah. I really should have, but I didn't because when we went and recovered the deer, she actually hit him in the shoulder, which is crazy. I mean, I, the footage is deceiving. It's you just can't, you can't tell. And, and we had to go back and review the footage. And it was only then that I was like, maybe you did hit this deer. Because there's a point in the footage where you slow it down and you see the lighted knock against the dark hair of the deer. Yeah. And the only way that can happen with that angle is if it actually hit the deer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, but it just skittered, it skittered off. It looked like it deflected or just you know, went right in front of him. So I was trying to manage expectations there in the blind. She's like just completely going, going That's through awesome. herself. Can't believe that happened. Can't believe she saw a deer. Upset or excited? Ex- excited. Good. Excited. I, I, she was more optimistic about the shot just because she got to, I don't think she's ever even taken a shot at a buck before. Yeah. So all that was very new. Very exciting. But I was trying not to, you know, lead her on to think yeah. that, oh yeah, you know, we got this. Cause it was, it looked very sketchy. So did some stuff there in the blind, you know, shot some stuff. And then I was like, okay, well let's, let's check deer cast track and let's go and just see what the bolt looks like. If there's any blood up there, I couldn't believe how much blood was on the ground when we got to the site. It was like someone just, just took a paintbrush so, and just splattered it. Hit an artery. I think it hit so so we did some forensics on it and she's a nurse like the first thing she did when she got to the buck instead of holding like looking at the antlers she was inspecting the wound it's like most people don't do that <laughs> most people are concerned about the yeah. antlers but it glanced off its shoulder and we're shooting the rage 2.3 chisel no collar it glanced off the shoulder like lacerated the shoulder here and then because the deer was quartering away but looking back at us rolled it in enough it it hit it in the neck, severed its trachea, and hit the carotid. And so it was not only blowing blood out, but it was like it couldn't, it wasn't getting all the air it needed. And, and I, I didn't know that it had blown the, carotid, the, the trachea out at the time. I was just like, Melissa, there's a ton of blood here, like a crazy amount of blood. I think this is a dead deer, but let's, mm-hmm. let's check track again and let's just like take a breath. Yeah. And, and, and think about, you know, think about everything that's happened and kind of soak this in and then kind of put a plan together. And we, we walked up on him. He stood up out of his, you don't see this in, in the deer cast, um, in the deer cast video, we gave him probably 40 minutes and he, we, we got to him. He stood up Oh, and he just stood there. Like, did you have to put another shot in him? Mm -hmm. I wondered because you do see a good, well-placed shot. Was it on the other side? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I don't know if you guys talked about it in the story. I didn't read the story, but that I was wondering myself. We filmed it all, and so if we do something with it, like maybe it'll be in, if it makes a show, yeah. you know, maybe we'll use that. But we filmed all that stuff. We got to within twenty yards, and he just wasn't. He wasn't like in his right mind. He was just standing there, just kind of still surviving. And we wanted to, you know, make sure he had the quickest exit possible. So she mm-hmm. put a second, a second bolt in him and it dropped him and he was done within a minute. Yeah. Um, 
and, and then she had her first after 20 years of awesome. hunting, she had her first whitetail buck. Good for her. And it was it was so cool to see. And uh it was emotional because I mean, you think about just the roller coaster that we face. Yeah. But like we've killed deer and yeah. usually we're good for a, a you know, one or two or three a few deer every year. Yeah. But think about just like the mental fatigue that comes with never having the payoff, always putting in the time, but never having the payoff. You wouldn't want to keep doing it. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't do that for 20. I, I would, I, I would give enough. up after like one or two years, but it's, it's incredible. Like the people on the, or commenting on, on deer cast, some guy said he was hunting for like 12 or 13 years before he killed his first deer. It's Deer hunting is so different in different parts of the world, and people have di- such different, different life, expectations too. Different expectations, and they have such different life circumstances. You know, maybe you're a single parent, and yeah. you just don't like you can get out maybe once or twice. We're very fortunate, and I, I think it's it's a great reminder that there's a, a, a real wide diversity of experiences people have when they deer hunt. They approach it differently. They have different levels of success, yeah. and they have different metrics for success yeah. too. Uh, so I kind of, I counted myself as privileged to be there to kind of see all this happen. It was just, it was so very gratifying. Yeah. So to go from like a Friday where I completely botched a hunt, yep. 100% knew better, screwed it up to Monday to see this incredible success happen. And then we went back to the house and process it all. And she was in there like doing all the processing and you know, taking all, you know, all the guidance. She really wanted to have the full experience. Good for her. And so she left with a big cooler full of deer meat. Pretty awesome. It was, I I couldn't have think, you know, it just could not have turned out better. So she took your cooler. That's right. (laughs) Oh, maybe it wasn't so awesome. So she, she's full-time nurse. Is that right? Mm -hmm. She's a mother of five. And I'm, I can't imagine how busy she is. And yeah. Her husband has an outfitting service. What's yeah. Yeah. That? Devil's backbone outfitters. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know how busy he is during the season. So, it, and she came up already once, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah both so. those guys came up. We went to the Tracy Lawrence concert and they hunted and she saw a spike when we were hunting and she passed on that. So she had like, she kind of knew what uh, the kind of the bare minimum of, of what she wanted. Yeah. Good so for her. we demasked the, the skull and uh, she's probably going to do a Euro amount of that deer. And, you know, it, it's another great reminder. Like it's not a huge deer by any, by any stretch, but that doesn't matter. Like nope, doesn't it's, matter. it's a trophy. It's a trophy. And, and she's probably going to cherish those antlers uh, in a way that just very few people can. Well, appreciate. not to mention, yeah, I think I saw in her post, you know, the food aspect of feeding her family. Yeah. She's, she's, Pumped about that. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, she, we had uh, we had the tender we had one of the tenderloins that afternoon as kind of a celebration. Nice. And the other awesome thing is like you kill. I'm so used to killing deer at nighttime, like at, at last light, and it sucks. Like it yeah. sucks. All the work you, you go yeah. two, three, four in the morning. Yeah. So we're taking pictures at like nine, ten o'clock in the morning. Pretty pictures too. Oh, it, the the woods were there was nice cloud cover. The woods were beautiful. Yeah. It was just it just could not have turned out better. That's so, awesome. So it was a nice cat to to a long weekend well congratulations to her and good for you buddy heck yeah man yeah yeah that's awesome <laughs> so uh so like now it's sophie's turn like sophie's got sure so she, she's kind of like she, i offered to take her out a couple times over the weekend she wanted to play with her gal pals and yeah so it's like i'm not gonna push it yeah yeah so so hopefully maybe you and i will have some more success to share I, I, in upcoming what? episodes. I hope, at this point i hope i get to talk about scott or alan or i'm sure i, I am honestly like at the low end. So it's like, all right, let's reshuffle. Let's refocus on what's matter. What, I, what matters here. I can't say like, if I had the choice between me killing 
like my target deer or seeing someone like Melissa take a deer like that, I would still rather see me have success. <laughs> hey, honesty is the best policy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's just, it's just, a it's, a tie. <laughs> it, it's a different level of, of appreciation. And it yeah. makes you just remember like how fortunate we are to get to, to do this and to see these things happen and to be a part of it. So my, my um, this past weekend, my wife, there was a girl's like weekend. Mom and dad have a place out like those arcs. And so every year, I don't know why they do this, but they plan a girl's weekend during hunting season. During the first for the Missouri firearm opener. So, anyways, they she goes down there and we had to get the kids to her her mom's was gonna watch it or yeah. watch the kids over the weekend. So, anyways, I was planning on hunting on Friday and Turns out I didn't hunt for Friday morning and I took the kids down there and Crap. I'm not going to say how that went down, but it didn't go well for me. And she's like, your sister say you owe me. What? I'm like, those rags, <laughs> my own family's turning on me. Well, oh. the, the, to go full, full circle on the stories last night, we have a family text um, group thread or whatever. Mm -hmm. And my mom sends um, a meme or a Mimi, as Chris Comstock calls them. <laughs> like, ironically and or for real? She sends this. No, Chris. Oh, no, I think for real. Oh. And uh, it, it's a picture of Ricky Bobby. And it says, dear sweet baby Jesus, please let my husband shoot a deer <laughs> so we can get on with our lives. And uh, dad replied, not funny. <laughs> and, and everybody's laughing. Everybody's having a good time. So I replied with the meme of uh, Homer Simpson, just like fading into away the, into the bushes. The shrubs. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. My wife didn't respond at all. So that's weird. <laughs> yeah. <Wonder> why? Yeah. <laughs> when I killed my deer, Beth's like, Oh, so great. You killed. I was like, I got, Two more tags. Like, I got three buck tags from Missouri this year. I technically have four tags in my Woo! pocket. <laughs> two in Missouri, Rolling. two in Illinois, and I'd be lucky if I killed one. <laughs> Best laid plans. Oh, my. I just want it to all go away. Yeah. I feel you. So Here's the turkey season. Um, I, I posted – this has been posted in DeerCast before. I republished it. Last week or so, yeah. an open letter to anyone having a crappy deer a season. Kick me sign on the picture. Yes, on your yeah. back. It yeah. would probably be helpful. Like if you're having a tough season, give that a read. Like yeah. just search for keyword "crappy" in Deercast. That'll be one of the things that pops up. <laughs> it's next uh, to it's a picture of me. <laughs> <laughs> Definition. Uh, it's tough, and, and but I don't think I don't think there would be the draw to deer hunting there is unless there was a downside. There. There can't be the upside unless there's a downside. Yeah. Like team Matt is nothing without team Tim and vice versa. <laughs> okay. You know what? Full circle. Last year was such a good year. I, I can't complain whatsoever. Yeah. I killed two. Scott killed one. We got Nolan, my nephew on one. It mm -hmm. was a great year. I got no complaints. So yeah. if we have a tough one this year, so be it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they all, you know, you just never know from year to year. Honestly, a lot of it this year, I've missed a lot of the great, deer cast days i you know i'm i've hunted a lot but it's Stupid like family. when i can hunt and there's just been family obligations and i swore i wouldn't uh, miss them and i haven't missed them so i i i made a promise to myself this season to try to make an intentional effort to enjoy enjoy this season of time like yeah hunt hard but also not kill myself go do stuff with the kids go yeah. camp out like do stuff with like take friends out hunting, even though it means me maybe not filling my tag during that day. Just try to enjoy the camaraderie and everything. You're doing and great. It's it, it's it's been a much more balanced season. I feel like. 
Yeah. So I'm going to take a page out of your book. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure that's the only book that you take a page out of. I'm not <laughs> sure I'm doing life well in other, in other areas, but, uh, but our buddy Eric is interested in kind of our tactics in terms of scent. All right. Well, the question of the day is proudly brought to you by Tacticam. Share your hunt. Speaking of tactics, how is the Tacticam footage on Melissa's kill? Tacticam saved us because, um, I mounted one to the loophole scope yeah, and it caught where the deer traveled because he did like a big U shape. Like he went up the hill and then he went down the hill and that's footage I couldn't get on my big camera from my angle. Yeah. Uh, so the tactic cam was really nice to kind of when, when you, when you watch the hunt, you can see it. And when you piece it in, it kind of completes the picture after the shot because nice. you see more of where he goes. It's good for her for holding it on then because usually, I mean, that, you know, once you shoot, it could be looking at the ground, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, sky, the blind. The, yeah. Yeah. So, so it was nice to have that. And it's such a cool, like when you mount it that close to the shot, you get such a neat kind of arc of uh, mm. the trajectory of the bolt yeah. with, you know, the lighted knock on it and everything. So it's just a really nice additional angle to have. Very cool. So, so yeah, it was, it was cool. All right. Let's hear what Eric's got to say. Uh, hi guys. This is Eric from Michigan. I just wanted to start by saying, I love the podcast uh, and really all the media content that you we guys you, do. Eric. Uh, I try to watch and listen to everything that I can. Um, my question is about using scent attractants in the woods, specifically doe and estrus. Um, what time of the year, you know, what phases of the running activity you, you like to use them in? I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Thank you. You're welcome. Eric, if you hear this and you want to redeem your deer cast hat, just shoot me a message with your mailing address. I saw a little Kurt was, uh, <laughs> he said something on Instagram about the guy, the guy who left the question, uh, should have got a hat for that because it was about working class. <laughs> we'll send him a, a working class hat. <laughs> yeah. You send a hat, Kurt. <laughs> yeah. We're not made of hats. <laughs> so I, I am kind of a minimalist when it comes to sense yeah. and like I, I've had experiences in the past it's not so much bucks it seems like does tend to be the most skittish around other kinds like urine based attractants and scents so like i'll use the dopey spray and i'll i'll like freshen up scrapes and stuff with it but that's about the extent of scent that i'll put out so I, I'm I've been using a little more the last two seasons. Uh, I've been trying the Buck Bomb. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a they have a Dopey. They have a yeah, that's what I've been using. And they have a Doanestrus one, I believe, as well. And you know, I I don't use it a ton, but say say we put a doe decoy out. Say it's an afternoon hunt, and we're sitting in a big field, and we put a doe decoy out. Sure. And I'm talking like pre lock. Uh, um, you know, buck parade, like probably phase five, six, seven, like in that range. And, and we should probably say these are, these are phases. Like if people are new to the show, maybe new to jury outdoors, Mark and Terry broken deer season down into 13 different phases that yeah. all have their unique ways of hunting them and unique characteristics. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and all that's in deer cast. And so when, when I look at, you know, basically I'm trying to and look, I'm just learning it from Mark and Terry and trying to put it into use. But basically, I think of it like, all right, if there's a buck, if there's a mature buck looking for the first available doe, mm -hmm. 
maybe this would work, you know? So phase like five-ish, I start kind of toying around with that stuff and putting a decoy out, trying to buck in a doe decoy and, yeah. you know, trying to, to, to play off the fact that the most mature buck in the herd isn't going to like another buck in there with a hot doe, basically. Yeah. And so doe and estrus I might break out and, and use. But in scrapes, like you said, I'm, I've been using that buck bomb, doe pee and, you know, and um, uh, they have a, a few different ones for bucks as well. I forget the name of them off the top of my head, but I start using it around those couple, three, four phases. Okay. And, and that's about it. Honestly, after that little period's over, like right now we're in desperately seeking. So that means first, you know, those mature bucks, they're already done with their first doe. They're desperately seeking their second doe. And I mean, I'm seeing it, you know, on cameras, you know, when you, they're frantically kind of looking yeah. and, um, mm -hmm. you know, doing some odd things. We had a shooter move yesterday at four fifteen. It was warm as warm could be right through a food plot. He's by himself. He's looking mm -hmm. Well, that morning. He was on the other side of the property going through the timber looking, sure. you know, so they're kind of in that pattern right now where you can kill him, but the next pattern is called the party over party's over. And that's kind of like, that they're, they're done. They got their next dough and they're kind of just petered out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're just, you're not going to see them. So anyways, those are the kind of the, the general range that I've been trying to use it in. I don't really use much of it without the decoy. If there's a scrape kind of on the food plot or a tree coy I got out, maybe yeah. I'll put it in the scrape. And yeah. uh, other than that, I, I haven't used it a ton. Now I know plenty of guys that do and have great success with, you know, uh, the, the ones that you can put in and hang, oh, yeah. you know, hang on a, a yeah, limb close to, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just, I've never tried that stuff. Sure. So the morning I saw the safe buck, I had a buck bomb with me and I felt like I was popping smoke or something. Yeah. I, I, I got to the, the edge of the food plot and I'm always careful not to walk into the center where I think they're going to walk through. Yeah. And I just, you know, hit the, you know, depress the little button there that just fires it off. And I threw it over my head <laughs> over kind of in the center of the plot near the brush pile. And it just went while I climbed up. Pull the pin with your teeth. I should have. That would have <laughs> been cool. I, I was going to ask you, Mouth do you smell like dopey? <laughs> do you find the, cause I, like this is true for me. The buck bomb, uh, irritates the skin under my arms. <laughs> I've never used it as deodorant, so I don't oh, know. Okay. It's just you. I think you're supposed to put it in the field or on a tree or oh. in a scrape or huh. you're using it that wrong. That makes tent. sense. Yeah. It makes a lot more sense. It smells horrid. <laughs> makes my shirt smell horrid too. You smell horrid. Huh. All right. It smells like onions and broccoli up in here. <laughs> As you smells like your lunch. <laughs> Which I've already eaten. Yeah. Um, all right. The wildlife word. It is brought to you by Hunter Specialties. Outfit yourself with the same calls the marketeer use by getting all three components of the DoD Signature Series. Let me tell you, I'm using them. Yeah, same I here. Desperate same <laughs> to here. see a deer. So I've used them a lot. I hit that doe bleed a couple times Monday morning before that buck show. It's funny how you like, you you just kind of, I think, did think about, <laughs> you think about the hunt after the fact you start putting, yeah. putting facts together. Cause I think I saw the buck that Melissa shot as I was driving in, like he was out in a field. Uh, and I didn't think about that until last night. Yeah. So just a lot of debriefing to do. So it's a, it's another multiple choice. I have uh, white tail does can breed their first year of life. But at what age do bucks start breeding? 
Is it A, 0.5 years, B, one and a half years, C, two and a half years, or D, three and a half years old? I'm going to go with B, one and a half. You are right. <laughs> nice job. Hey, well, thanks, Tim. 18 months old, and they're out there living their best life. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. 18 months, and they're ready to roll. That's right. Doesn't take it's a much. good life. It's called nature, Tim. Oh, is it? They have a need for... Yeah, yeah, let's just move know. along. Breeding. A need to breed. <laughs> I got a need to breed. I like it. I wish you'd stop saying that around the office. It's it's off-putting. It serves no purpose. No, it does not. I'm not duly noted. Speaking of serving no purpose. Hold it. You and your mom are hillbillies. Continue. Can't can't disagree. <laughs> Episode number 237. Is that what we're on that's, right now? That's next week. Oh, I see. Maybe we'll have a guest by then. Possibly. Look, guys and gals, here's the real deal. Listen. We're in the thick of deer season, <laughs> and I just haven't reached out to anybody to be on this podcast because I'm just trying to kill a deer. We're, yeah, we're kind of trying to keep our heads above water because uh, yeah. nothing slows down. In fact, things well, accelerate. Well, we're, the, the app is, there's a billion things to do with the app. We're not going to say they're good or bad, but there's a lot of things to do with that. A lot of the things to, that need to happen. Everything else is starting to take care of itself a little bit as far as like the team and, you know, like yeah. kind of have that. Bush, you take care of a lot of that because of DeerCast and the journal entries coming in. So. Sure. But it's gotten, I think, streamlined a little bit this year. So mm -hmm. yeah. there's a lot to be done. Yeah. Uh, but if, if folks are still kind of wondering, like, what tactics should they be using right now? A great place to go is the DeerCast main feed because then you get to see, like, all the journal entries from our team. They're talking about their kills. They're talking about what tactics they're using, like, in the moment right now for what's working out. We just had a few guys come in with decoy kills. Not only that, but the understanding your deer cast. So if you click your hourly yep. and then you can see a understanding your deer cast, like a triangle that you click just below the hourly graph on the lower right. Yep. In the business, that, we call it a carrot button, a carrot. And uh, then Mark and Terry and a bunch of videos pop up. And you can scroll left to right through those videos and they'll teach you a little bit about that phase and what, how the weather affects the deer, different variables of weather, different things going on during that part of the season. So, yeah, it's all part of the educational aspect of deer yeah. cast. Like we don't want to just help you get your deer. We want to help you understand the why and, and understand the methodologies. To be honest with you. So the, the very first video is the most important in my opinion. Yeah. Tactic and breakdown. when I'm like really struggling, so I've done this quite a few times this season and I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I watched that video yeah. and it's kind of an all encompassing breakdown with every tactic for that phase and what you could do and what you could try. And it, it is helpful. And I've been trying to post those to the main feed yeah. as the, as that phase is coming. Yeah. But like, if you're in the South, it's not going to line up exactly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but it yeah, would in your yeah. understanding your deer cast, it, exactly. it'll line up uh -huh. because it's going off your peak estrus dates. Which I feel like not everybody fully understands that all the time, but basically peak lockdown, think, think of it from a perspective of when the majority of the deer are breeding, Yeah, that's the peak estrus. So for most of the Midwest, it's kind of November 12th through the 14th, kind of in that general area. But obviously when you go, travel to other parts of the country, that's when it starts getting, it changes a lot. So we had a, a question that I was responding to in the Rack Pack about a, 
um, his yeah. bucastrosis. Yeah, wouldn't it matter was, if it was off by a week. Well, because he, he was, I forget the date he said, but it, it, it surprised me because he, I think he was in Ohio. So I just went, I asked him where he, where he's hunting, uh, city or whatever, what he had put in, and I put it into mine. And the pecastrus was automatically set to November fourteenth. So if he had it different, he would have changed it and customized it himself. Yeah. Well, that then moves, it slides the whole phase scale, you know, left or right, depending on you know date range wise, depending on where you have your pecastrus set. It's important. Yeah. So it it will change the results you're getting for your deer cast prediction. So Mm -hmm. anyways, if you don't know what your peak estrus is, call deer, you know, uh, your local DNR or talk to an agent or, you know, your friends, you know, what you guys get together, gals figure out what you feel like you know, peak breeding is, and that's the date you want to use. Yep. Yeah. It's not your personal peak estrus. (laughs) Can't have every day. No. So episode number 237, it's going to be a barn burner. We don't know what's going to be in it, but nope. it'll happen. Nope, it will. <laughs> we haven't missed one yet. <laughs> no, we're we're like clockwork. We may not be good, but we're consistent. Right, twice a day too. That's true. Or is it once a day? Well, once a day. Twice. I don't know. Let's keep moving on. Sayings, who knows where, they're, where they come from. Well, yeah, we should probably shut this one down. You suck, Matt. If folks do want to hop into the Rack Pack on Facebook, just search for 100% Wild Rack Pack. And uh, Honestly, I enjoy it. I know I don't comment in there a lot, but I do read all that stuff. And I I love when somebody poses a question and other Rack Packers are in there helping out. Like, it's so cool to see. Yeah, it's a little community going. We like it. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, hopefully you're having a great season. If not, hang in there. Things can change in a heartbeat. And that's hopefully what's going to happen to me. Heck yeah. (laughs) All right. Until next time, be safe. Identify your target. Peace out. Temperatures are going to be dropping. Perfect conditions for the skinny. I got to focus on those afternoon hunts. Northwest Tree Stand, 5 p.m. It's the easiest decision you'll make this season. Get ahead of your game with DeerCast. Oh, dad killed that. uh... No, he's in Illinois. He killed that big eight with the 15 inch G2s. Whoa. He says, I'm freaking jacked. Wow. <laughs> Pre-roll is a 10. He's a seven point this year, but I don't care. LOL. I, and then Mark replied, point. and I can't say what he said. And then uh, this deer, we were at dad's. I literally just, I'm like, where's the sheds? Because they got these sheds. Let me show you. Dad had an encounter with this deer this morning. And um, and he's like, he came back because I just asked about the sheds because we, mm-hmm. we were at deer camp there look at the sheds on this thing oh and and he had 15 inch g2s oh my gosh yeah crazy crazy Jeez. so anyway so i just asked about him i was like has that deer not showed back up he's like we haven't gotten one picture of him they found really? a sheds during turkey season and uh and then this morning he showed up dad's like dude this deer i just we just had an encounter with him Holy he was crap. a ways off and uh and then he came back through apparently <sighs> How awesome that's, is that? That's really cool. Breaking news right here. Man, that's a tag. That's tag. Boom. Boom. Roasted. Roosted. It's roasted. How about it, Scott? It's going to turn around any minute. <laughs> <laughs>